What up, guys? Welcome to episode 52 of the Brave Birds Pod. A whole year in. 52 weeks. With two-week break, but, you know, still counts. <laughs> we did it. Mm-hmm. We made it. <laughs> We've been rolling. I know, it's been fun. But Alright, we'll start off with the Braves like usual, since we're... We're getting to the meaty part of the uh, of the year, getting close to October. Oh, what a weekend! I had fun. We had, had a time. great weekend, yeah, but not for sports. Time. Vegas was Vegas was a lot of fun. But yeah, had the Cardinals this weekend. One game, one eleven to four, and then we lost the next two, six to five, and six to three. Like. I don't know what happened. It just Spencer Strider pitched great, six innings pitch, seven strikeouts in our game winning in our game opener with the win. So he advanced to eight and four. But then game two, we lost six to five. We were up five to four in the uh, going into the ninth. And Kenley Jensen walked two batters, let up two hits, and literally walked them off. I know people don't have their bad nights, a.k.a. Jensen and Minter both had their bad nights this past week, but it hurts to see that happen, mm-hmm. especially against a team that we should win- be winning against. I mean, I know the Cardinals are actually really good and hot right now, but I think we are a much better team than they are. So that was tough to see. But Darno got us a home run, three RBIs that game. And we sadly got the L six to three. And then game game five or game three of the series on that Sunday. Same exact thing happened. We were up three to two going into the ninth. Or going into the eighth. And we let up four runs in the eighth inning. Minter couldn't even get out of that one inning, so it was sad because Morton had a pretty or uh, Odorizzi actually had not a pretty good game. Only let up two runs, and our bats helped him out and got him the lead in the set. Oh, in the seventh. So did he pitch? Oh, he pitched five point two. So we didn't get him the lead, but I mean, he still pitched much better than he did before. He almost got uh, what is that called? What start? Maddox? It's no. called a quality start. Quality start, quality start. That's start. it. He almost got a quality start. He was point one innings away from a quality start because he only let up two runs and had 5.2 innings pitched. And honestly, he is getting so much better than what he was. When he first started with us, he his ERA was like at 5 or so, and now he's gotten it down to 3.9 just because of his last two starts, his rain delay when he worked on that stuff. He was able to come out and kill it after that. Yeah, did a great job. He only had, he only let up four hits, two earned runs, four strikeouts. Not bad at all. And then Dylan Lee came in, did great, point two innings, one strikeout, one walk. McHugh did good, two point two innings without any runs. And then Minter came in, and sadly, and then the sad news happened. And then Jay Jackson came in and killed it. He came in for that last that last out and got a strikeout, so I was happy to see him do well. 
So yeah, I think we're, we're still in a good spot. I'm not too worried. Oh no, not at all. Mm-hmm. But last night's loss was hurt. That hurt. Playing the Pirates, and we lost three to two. Well, we played the Rockies. So. Oh, Rockies. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> a bad team. Two bad teams. I was thinking of. But uh Freed Freed didn't have a terrible game. He had that one error which led up that winning run. And then we we left ten people on base in scoring position and couldn't get hit them in. Like our bats didn't do anything last night. We were two for ten with oh, runners in scoring position. Yeah, that's not good. So oh, that's not good at all. But Jay Jackson came in, pitched great for being called up, only let up one hit. Matzik did well. Yates actually didn't do terrible. He didn't let up any hits. Only let up and got one strikeout. And then Dylan Lee came in and closed it out. Let up two hits, but he got us out. But sadly, couldn't finish it. So, it is what it is. We're on a three-game loss streak right now. Hopefully, we can take out the Rockies tonight. We're up 2-0, bottom of the fourth right now. So, hopefully, we can keep this lead. And we got the uh, Mets are playing... Dodgers, they lost last night too, so we're still three games behind, which is nice. And they're sadly up 2-0 at the end of the fifth. But they got Jacob DeGrom on the mound, so. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. We just need them to get to the bullpen ASAP. Mm-hmm. It's like if Jacob DeGrom's only getting two runs, the, the Dodgers can easily catch up. Yep. So... He's at 61 pitches through six, so he's at, or through five. So let's hope they can, like, grind out one inning and just yeah. make him pitch yeah, it's exactly 15, 20 pitches yeah. this next inning. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I mean, we're still in a great spot. Acuna's just getting some rest right now. He's DHing tonight, but his uh, knee has been sore, and I would love to have him for October, so I'm fine with them sitting him for a little bit, especially since we're basically secured for the playoff. We have a 99% chance to win or to get into the playoffs. Okay, good. So, we are what? Let's see. We are standings. We are seven games up from the Padres. And the Phillies and Padres are actually tied right now. They're both... Well, Phillies are 72-58 and and the Padres are 73-59. and But that's because Padres played early in the day today. Oh, okay, okay. So well, wait, no, they've got two games. They said you said oh, they 70... had a doubleheader today. No, they didn't. They're seventy three and fifty nine. The Phillies are seventy two and fifty eight. So the Padres have played two more games. Oh yeah, than the Phillies have. Interesting, <clears throat> but yeah, so they're even. Milwaukee is two and a half games behind the Padres, and they're really the only ones in the fight because the next is the Diamondbacks, who are ten games back. Oh wow! Oh wow! I didn't know the Giants were so bad. Yeah, they're not 61 and 68. They had, and that amazing, back. they had that amazing run last year just to play that's, the Dodgers first round. Of the I know, right? It's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, so that's looking good. Um, Aaron Judge hits his 50th, 51st home run this week. It's possible. He could do it. No, he did. Yeah, I know, but I, mean, I meant the 62 is possible. Like, he's that close. Oh, yeah. I think he'll easily break that. Mm-hmm. But, so... He's just on a roll. Every other hitch he gets is a home run, I swear. He's doing well, but he's kind of got to average that. I mean, he's going into September. He needs 10 home runs in September. So he needs three home runs. 
a week. That's very doable. For him? I mean... I mean, he hit two home runs this weekend. Yeah, he needs a double home run game to really help him out. Yeah, let's see. Who do they have? Just so I know if they if he can get it. Let's see. They got the Angels tonight. <coughs> Rays, Twins, Rays. Red Sox, Brewers, Pirates. Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles, Rangers. So, yeah. I think he can easily get a home run against the Rays. At least one. Get one or two against the Twins, if not three. They got the Rays again, which could be another one. Red Sox he can easily get. They still have six games against the Red Sox. Brewers, that'll be a tough one. Pirates, he can probably get one. Yeah, I see him getting it. I think he could, but seriously, it's going to be a... I don't know. Also, the question is, is are they going to sit him to to let him relax for the playoffs? No, I don't think so. But does anybody know if uh, Giancarlo Stanton's back? Yeah, he's back. He is back. Yeah, okay. he's back now. It's probably yeah. going to help them out a lot because yeah. they've been falling off. Dodgers ninety wins. I hope they can get to ninety three after this weekend because they won last night. So we'll see. Hopefully they can help us, and hopefully we get the next two wins, and they can sweep the Mets. I feel so bad for Verlander. Does he been placed on the injury list? Yep. He has a calf injury. Wasn't he on the IL last year, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we didn't face him in the World Series. Unless I'm wrong. No, I don't know. I don't know. know what team he was on. I don't know. He was on the Astros last year. He was? Yeah, we didn't yeah, face him. Yeah, we didn't face Series. him. He's been on the Astros since he got traded from the Tigers, right? That's Artie? what it was, yeah. Already help me out here? No, you're right. Okay, yeah. So he, so he's won. He won. He was on the World Series uh, team that won a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so he got traded from the Tigers, and then that started the Astros' run. So he's been with them ever since. Mm-hmm. And Pujols, he's getting there. 694. I hope he gets it. I really hope he can get six more home runs by the end of the year. Because, I mean, they're not playing. They're not going to make the playoffs, so. But otherwise, all the standings are pretty much still the same. Um, yeah, Houston, oops, there it is, Yankees are actually seven games up now instead of nine, so Tampa Bay is slowly catching to them, but now that they have Giancarlo back, I don't think they'll be able to catch him because he's a huge piece to their, wait, did you say the Cardinals aren't going to make the playoffs? No, 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 the Angels, oh, why was I thinking he was on the Angels for some reason? Yeah, he'll they'll make the playoffs this year for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sa- me, yeah, same. It was definitely who was trying to tell me so. that he that they thought he who was trying to tell me he was a Dodger. He was not a Dodger. He, he was, was last year. No, he was a Dodger last year. He was. He, so yeah. he was on both the Angels and the Dodgers. I think he was the Angels uh, yeah. the year before. Yeah, yeah. Oh my! And then he got traded to the Dodgers. God, that is his, confusing. His big trade. He was so he started at the Cardinals. His big trade deal was at the Angels, and then he went to the Dodgers two years ago. Was at the Dodgers last year, and then okay. Got traded. That's what it was. Okay. Because yeah. he hit a home run in the series against them. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but then Guardians are actually one and a half games up on the Twins now, so I assume that one of them is probably playing right now because otherwise Twins got a game up on them because they were two last week. They were down two last week. And then Houston still 12 games up on the Mariners. We're three games back on the Mets. Hopefully we can catch up after this weekend or this week with them playing the Dodgers. They actually, they have the sixth 
uh, weakest strength of schedule the rest of the year, and we have like the eighth. So they still have an easier schedule from us. Wait, who has an easier schedule than us? Mets. Oh, yep. Yep, they're at number six with the easiest, and we're like eighth or tenth. Uh, Cardinals are now five and a half games up on the Brewers, so they're just widening their distance. They're good. And then Dodgers are freaking 19 games up on the Padres. Like, good lord. It's crazy to me that the the Dodgers are 19 games up. The Padres still might catch them in the playoffs. It's a best of game. It's a best of seven yeah. series. Like I know that sounds, you know, sounds kind of ignorant to say, but it's a best of seven series. And while the Padres' weakest point has been their pitching, if they figure it out for four games, they might beat the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. You can have a 19. 19- That's the same thing that the Giants ran into last year. You have a huge lead in the division. You win the division, but it comes down to whoever wins four games first. Yep. Or is it four or five for the early rounds? Uh, for the early, well, wild card is best of three. Then the uh, divisional game is best of five, and LCS is best of seven. World Series best of seven. So they wouldn't be until a divisional game. Right. So as of right now, it would be us versus the Padres, or uh, sorry, us versus the Phillies, Cardinals versus the Padres. So yeah, if if playoffs started today, Dodgers Mets get round one by. Cardinals play the Padres, we play the Phillies. And then, if the Padres win, they'll play the Dodgers in the NLDS. If we, if uh, they lose, Cardinals will play the Mets, and either Atlanta or Phillies would play the Dodgers. In the divisional series? Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, Padres would have to play the Dodgers, depending on... I mean, they're, they're tied right now for wild card. So, I mean, they could jump the Phillies in the next couple games. Mm-hmm. Or well, they could still jump the the Phillies by the end of by the start of playoffs, and then they'd face us, and then whatnot. But we don't have to worry about that because we're gonna beat the Mets and get up, uh, and be in the bye round. Oh, I hope we get that bye round. We really need it. Yeah, it'd be great to have that. And then other side, as of right now, Houston Yankees would have their buys. Guardians would be playing the Blue Jays, and uh, Tampa Bay would be playing the Mariners. So that'll be a fun one. But Orioles are three games out, and Twins are three games out. So those gaps are kind of closed. I remember it used to be Orioles, Twins, Sox, and Red Sox, or White Sox and Red Sox fighting for it. But now the White Sox are seven and a half back, and the Red Sox are nine back. So I would kind of I'm kind of counting all of them out now. Yeah, so it's yeah. just the Twins and Orioles who have a chance. Because otherwise the Rays are one game up, Mariners are five are point five games up, and then Blue Jays are even since they have the last spot. And Orioles are three back, and Twins are three back. So we're getting there. We're getting close. That's all I got for Bra- or for MLB and Braves. So NFL news. We have uh, just a couple of items coming out. We have come down to the final roster time. People are cutting players, picking up other people's trash. It's become their treasure. (laughs) One example is the Eagles have traded Jalen Rager to the Vikings um, from the, what was it, the 2020 draft. Jalen Rager was a guy that Philadelphia chose in the 2020 draft over Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson was still on the board. Rager fell to the Eagles. So Minnesota grabbed uh, 
Justin instead. And now they get both of them. I think that this is a great trade, and I think that the, I think that the Vikings have a have a strong chance that, to win the um, the NFC Central, or excuse me, the NFC North. I won't argue with it just because Rodgers has nobody to throw to. That's the thing, like. But Aaron, they do have Aaron Jones and JJ Dillon who can run over right, people. and that and that's going to be great because Aaron Rodgers is more you know he's get he's just a veteran he's older he's not going to be able to run as much, so that kind of like it, it was just okay you know what comes what story comes back is how we were talking about them trading away all their receivers because they can't pay them. And and then Aaron Rodgers was saying that he is frustrated with the young talent. It was like, well, yeah, of course you're frustrated with the young talent because they're not the the old studs you were just playing with. They weren't MVS, and they weren't Devontae Adams, and you couldn't keep them because you you decided to take this massive contract. Like it was a very selfish move. It's I don't know. That's that's just that's just what I laugh at. Um, regardless, though, back to this news. The Vikings look poised to do really well uh, in the NFC North. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with you on that. I really hope it's not like that. I hope Aaron Rodgers finds an ace wide receiver. I hope Lazard. So I'm going to compare him like Kyle Wright. He was great last year for us, but he wasn't the, like the ace he is this year. That's yeah. how Lazard was last year. I hope he's like Kyle Wright, where last year he wasn't great, but I hope this year he like steps up. Now he's going to be number one receiver and can be like, all right, time for me to shine and be the Devontae Adams. Are you? What do you think about that? About like the receivers? Yeah, and Alan Lazard becoming wide receiver one, therefore like kind of having to step up because like the way I look at it is that just means he's going to be targeted that much more, both from the offense and defensive side of the ball. I think so. Here's my my personal take on that division. I'll just start there. When it comes to defense, the Packers got it. Um, Packers have one of the best defenses in the league. Offense, I mean, you have obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not one of the best players in the league, just on the on the Packers. So they'll always have a chance. I think Lazard is good. I don't know if he's good enough. He's not a guy that can run every route as effective as some of the other wide receiver ones that you see in the league. And he's definitely not Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So I I do think overall Minnesota has the better weapons. I just think – I think it's going to come down to really who shows up better in those two games that they play against each other. Because I think both teams will – should – again, should wash the other two teams in the division because uh, the Bears and the Lions suck. But I think it's going to be whoever shows up more in the in those two games that they play against each other. I think that the Vikings are probably the more explosive team. But I do too. So you think just, that? So you think uh, that? It's, yeah, it's going to be more of a grunge match or a grudge match, like when it comes down to just those two facing off yeah okay what about the lions you think they got a shot not to win the division i think that they have a shot to win six games maybe all right fair enough i think Goff could have a good season i think that and i think he has more weapons i think amon st Ra. i think uh um deandre swift are both fantastic weapons they have hawkinson 
mm-hmm. and they have a good defense and they'll have Jeff Okuda back. So the defense will be better. The team all around will be better. We'll just have to see what happens. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> moving on to some more news. Alex Leatherwood was a first round uh, first round offensive lineman. Offensive line pick. Yeah, I was going to try to find his exact one and I just didn't care. Um, first round offensive line pick <clears throat> picked by the Raiders in 2021. He was released by the Raiders and was immediately picked up by the Bears. I mean, if the so team can use him, he's yeah. not a bad player. Yeah, so that's good. That's good right there. Speaking <laughs> of players that have been let go by the Raiders, uh, Kenyon Drake is signed by the Ravens. I can't believe he got signed by the Ravens. Really? You can't well, believe I mean, it? Like, I, well, I can. I can. The Ravens need a running back. No, they have Lamar Jackson. Why do they need a running back? Same reason yeah. that, that the Buffalo <laughs> needs a running back. Some re- same reason that Buffalo, Buffalo needs a doesn't back. need a running back either. That's why Zach Moss and Singletary aren't that good. Because Josh Allen just takes the ball and runs it. He always has more rushing yards than they do. That's true, but it's, also it's Zach a, Moss was... It's a different Zach, offense. Zach Moss was injured last year. Yeah. That's, so that's it's something else. But, no, J.K. Dobbins actually was got injured too, right? Already didn't get injured at the end of the season? Yeah, he tore his, AC, no, he tore his ACL uh, in the preseason. Okay, so yeah, that was the beginning of this season. So yeah, that that's why they signed him right there. That's why they signed Kenyon Drake. Okay, he got, no, he got sense. injured last preseason. He's healthy now. Oh, okay, so he's coming off of injury. It, the story can be spun one way or another. Is what I'm saying. Um, so, anyways, that is your little bit of NFL news. Uh, I am excited. I am going to uh, pose the question to the listeners. We'll see what the listeners think. Um, <clears throat> the Brave Birds boys and some of our friends from Atlanta are in a fantasy football league. We are curious. Would you like to hear about some of our antics and some of our matchups, maybe stories? Would you care for us to talk about the fantasy football league? Get back to us in person. Let us know. Or tweet at us. Or tweet at us. Contact us on social media at Brave Birds Pod. Let us know. Is this something you'd be interested in us adding as as a topic conversation? If not, that's fine. No harm, no foul. Now let's move on to college. Alrighty, we are coming to one of the most important, one of the most exciting, one of the most fun weeks of every year. The first week one, not week zero, we already had week zero, which Mm -hmm. was very exciting. Mm -hmm. But it is week one, officially, of the college football season. We have all of the top 25 teams playing. We get to see some new top 25 teams uh, and maybe get some opinions and so that first little mindset of, you know, is this team actually supposed to be ranked where they are? Uh, right. So I think this will be a good shot. A lot of the games, I'm going to go through all of them. Uh, we'll pick out and talk about a couple here in a second. A lot of games should be blowouts, but we know there's always going to be upsets, and we do have some big matchups, especially starting off in the top five, and then a couple top 25 matches as well. So, let's get it started. All right, starting off with Thursday, the second. We have number 12, Oklahoma State against Central Michigan. Should be a wash. Oklahoma State should have that one. Number 17, Pittsburgh versus West Virginia. An ACC versus Big 12 battle there. Pitt should have it. They're ranked number 17. We also then have number 22, Wake Forest versus VMI. Wake Forest should take that easily. Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't be a contest. Alrighty, moving on to Friday. 
We have number 15, Michigan State, one of the better teams in the Big Ten, versus Western Michigan. Again, shouldn't be a contest. And then we move on to the big day, Saturday. We start off with two huge games, starting with number 23, Cincinnati, versus number 19, Arkansas. Who who do you guys have in that one? I'm still going to be rooting for my Bearcats. I'm going to be rooting for them already, (laughs) but I think Arkansas is going to win. Yeah. I'm going to be rooting for Cincinnati. Why? I want to be wrong. Well, because they lost a bunch of – I think they lost seven starters, including their, their quarterback, their Heisman contender, Desmond Ritter, at quarterback. Yeah, and both both of their uh, – they lost their best linebacker, their running back, their mm-hmm. best receiver, their two best corners. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. isn't uh, KJ – is it KJ Jeff not mm-hmm. KJ Jefferson? Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah okay, Arkansas, that is his name. Yeah, Arkansas that's quarterback. Arkansas's quarterback, and he is he's highly good. thought of right yeah, now. Yeah, he's pretty dang good. Um, it's in Fayetteville. I think that's enough reason right there. To um, to say that Arkansas should win this, but I do want Cincinnati to upset them. I really do. Um, Artie, I'd like to go back. You uh, left off an important game for Thursday night. <laughs> okay, what is it? It's Penn State Purdue. You didn't talk about Purdue beating Penn State at home Thursday night. Why didn't I understand? You're a you you claim to be a Big Ten guy, man. What's going on? Uh, neither of those teams are good enough to be ranked in the top 25. Well, so that's funny. Get, that's, that's did fu- not get listed. Okay. Well, that's funny because Purdue beat Ohio state in years past. I'm just saying, you know, they were years past. This is this year, homeboy. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, we have the first top oh, five game of the season. Number two, Ohio state versus number five, Notre Dame. Uh, the line it, the over is fifty nine, which Good is Lord a little low for which game? Low? Wait, for which game? The Ohio, Ohio State. State Notre Dame. I don't think that's at all. I don't know. That's a little low. No. So, uh, uh, what do you guys think? I think Ohio State has this one. I uh, best quarterback in the country, best receiver in the country, upgraded defense, new defensive coordinator. And Notre Dame is trash. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, I sadly uh, have to agree with you because Notre Dame sucks and they shouldn't be ranked number five. You know, I already you've caught me between a rock and a hard place. Okay, um, but because it'll make you happy, I'm gonna say that Ohio State should win this game. Should or will? I don't want should. We know. We all know they should. <laughs> well, I. You know, listen. I saw how you guys played last year against uh certain teams okay and i'm afraid to say will but i will say sh- i will say will they will win this game um and because it'll make you happy that's why i'll say that thank you you're welcome they should win it will they win it question mark find out next episode <laughs> pod. all right moving on to number six texas a&m will be playing sam houston university yeah this game should be a wash wash yep. yeah Agreed. absolute wash Number eight, Michigan versus Colorado State, could be could be exciting. It could be exciting for the first half. I'll say. I that. think I do think Michigan is the much better team. They should win. Wasn't that Colorado one. State really close to winning a game last year against a good team? That was Colorado. Oh, that was Colorado. Colorado. Oh, Colorado. I was, I was okay. at that game. Yeah, like Colorado almost beat Texas A&M. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, because Texas A&M's starting quarterback got hurt. Yeah. Um. Speaking of, is sorry, it I had to, I had to yawn. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Speaking of, is it on here? Uh, what game? Who does Auburn play? 
We don't know yet. They're not in the top 25. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's why I couldn't see it. Okay. Um, Next game yeah. is number 13, North Carolina State versus East Carolina. Should not be a game. NC State's pretty solid this year. Uh, East Carolina has had some struggles. The game that I'm actually very interested to watch. Wait. Is I hang on? Don't don't skip over this game, Artie, because this is look look at this interstate rivalry. This is East Carolina Super Bowl. They have nothing else in their season to play for except for this first game right here that determines their season. They're playing up against they're playing up against Big Brother, the guys who didn't recruit them, who didn't want them. This is a big game. NC State's gonna oh. win. They should right. win. That. They're apparently they're supposed to be really good this year. They are. I know. That's why I'm saying so. they should win. But this is college football, folks. They're okay, right. so NC State's going to win that game. They should. Um, <laughs> and then this is actually going to be an interesting game. This next one that we're about to talk about. Yes. Number 24, Houston, being you know a pretty solid team, probably the second best team in the American Conference. Going up against UTSA, the team that a lot of people thought was snubbed. I mean, hey, they were the last undefeated team. They're pretty dang solid. Mm-hmm. Red will be happy if they mm-hmm. win. Yeah, he will. Did, didn't UTSA play last week? No, they didn't. Or was that? Oh, okay. I guess that it was, was UTAP. UTAP. Number 16, Miami is playing Bethune-Cookman. Should be a wash. Yeah. Number 9, Oklahoma will be playing UTEP. Uh, UTEP got clapped against North Florida. Am I right? Yeah, or North Texas. Yeah, it was yeah, Texas. they had clapped against North Texas. Then we have the second big game, the probably the second biggest game of the season so far, which will be number three Georgia versus number eleven Oregon. Georgia's defensive coordinator heading out to be the head coach of Oregon, and all of uh, their defense basically getting drafted in the first round. Right, and Oregon with the new quarterback. We'll see how it goes. I mean, when you have a guy that has been at Auburn for that long go up to Oregon, some things can happen. And along with the freaking Georgia defensive coach. Exactly. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see if if the national championship dogs still got what they had last year. Then we move on to number 25 BYU against USF. That game probably – won't be a contest. You guys have any disagreement with that? No, nope. Southern Florida is not supposed to be that good. BYU is looking pretty dang good in recent years. I I think this one should be, um, yeah, should be pretty squared away. We've got your best friends, uh, your boys. Ole Miss <gasps> is playing Troy. Let's go, Troy. I believe number in you. fourteen USC against Rice. Uh, I Rice went so badly. I went so badly for them to upset them. Rice has been okay a yes, couple times. They have. You, this is a new look USC, new head coach, new quarterback, new receivers. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. We then move on to sixteen. Number sixteen Wisconsin is playing Illinois State. Shouldn't be a contest. Number twenty Kentucky versus Miami of Ohio. Again, should not be a contest. Should not I, be a contest. I, I think Coach Stoops has done a fantastic job with that Kentucky team. Mm-hmm. They hung with Georgia for the first half of that game last year. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they have a good quarterback. I think they have good running backs, and their defense is pretty solid. That shouldn't be an issue there. Number 10, Baylor. Really fun offense to watch. Always have good quarterbacks, good receivers. 
uh, and should have a much better defense this year against a pretty lowly Albany team. Then my Pac-12 pick for this year, number seven, Utah, is going up against Florida. I think this will be a pretty big test. Uh, a pretty solid SEC school, maybe not a top 25 SEC school, but still a pretty – I mean, it's an SEC school and it's still Florida. They still have weapons. They still get top five recruits, mm-hmm. five-star recruits. And then we have the reigning runner-ups in the current number one, Alabama, will be playing Utah State. That is our last game on Saturday. That should not be a problem. Utah no, State, gonna, no, no. Utah State lost last weekend. Yeah. And then the final game of the week for all top 25 teams will be number four Clemson against the home team, Georgia Tech. Let's go, GT. There was a – for those of you that don't know, there was a SEAL from – the Georgia Aquarium, who had to choose between Clemson and Georgia Tech. Oh, yeah. They put out helmets for him, and he picked the Georgia Tech helmet. So yeah. that's who's going to win. Clemson's going to get upset by mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. Hey, Artie, Utah State did not lose. They, But they did only beat oh, UConn. Yeah, they only beat UConn by 11 points, though. Oof. So not, not looking too good. They might as well have lost. Yeah, that's pretty bad. If you can, that UConn's one of the worst teams. Mm-hmm. That's all we've got for uh, the games coming up this college football season. Uh, I can't wait for Rhett to get back so we can dive into some more of our uh, way too early picks. And I'm excited to see what happens this week. Yeah, I kind of hope we all come out undefeated. We have Memphis, so we're the revenge tour starts now. Yep. Good luck. Thanks. We got it. As hey, long as we aren't too. stupid with punts. Artie, good luck to you too. You're You're going to need it. Thank you. I might. I yeah. might. Uh, if we don't beat the spread. I'm just going to be upset if we don't beat the spread. Breaking Bills. Oh, they just signed a new punter. Breaking Bills. Welcome to Buffalo, Sam Martin. Signed Sam Martin to the punter. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is that who I think it is? Yes, that is exactly what we were talking about, Artie. This is exactly what we were talking about during fantasy. When we were fantasy drafting. That's the Broncos punter. I was saying this. This is what I was saying. We're done recording, right? Yeah, okay. no. Yeah, this is what I was, no. This is just we don't want to put this on podcast. This is what I was saying that the Bills cut Matareza, and that it's at the most perfect timing because the Broncos just released their punter because he wouldn't take a pay cut, and like two other people released their punters as well. Oh, but the Broncos punter is like he's really good, obviously, because the ball the ball sails in in Denver. So like our kicker Devin McManus. He, I think his, I think his range is like, I think it goes up to like 65, maybe 70. Jeez. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, um, Dodgers, two, uh, one, Mets, two, freaking Nemo robbed Justin Turner of a home run. Dang, that stinks. Well, I mean, hey. Guys, I'm so excited for college football. Yeah, so too. am I. Call football's too, back. Dude. Is that going to do it? I think it is. That'll I think do we, it for me. We keep right. it short. Everybody be cheering on the Boilermakers tomorrow as they take on the Nittany Lions. I was going to say, this will be, probably be our last short episode for a little bit. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see um, what Notre Dame brings to the field. I mean, Ohio State brings to the field on Saturday. Yep. But football is back. Let's go, baby. Go Braves. Chop, chop. Go Braves. I can say rise up again because we start next week.
Good luck with that. I get to say who day. <laughs> I get to say Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs>